It's good to be in the Lord's house this evening, and it's a blessing uh, to see each one that's here. I appreciate each person that's come to God's house, and uh, we certainly thank the Lord for you, and we especially thank the Lord for uh, any visitors that we have. Great to have you with us tonight, and uh, I've been looking forward to coming to church tonight, and I thank God for this opportunity. And so there's a verse that uh, is, uh, has been special to me a long time. It's in the 25th chapter of the book of Proverbs. And it's in uh, the 11th verse. And what we say is important. And this deals with an aspect of that. A word fitly spoken is like apples of gold in pictures of silver. That's a pretty picture, isn't it? And so if we're saying something out of our heart for the Lord, uh, the impact it can have, even just a word, uh, boy, it's just wonderful. Now, we're not going to get into the other side of that right now, but uh, it's important what we say and how we say it. Right, let's all stand. As we pray, <clears throat> precious Heavenly Father, we thank you for each one that's here tonight. God, thank you, Lord, for allowing us to have church and uh, come into church house and worship you. And God, I think we maybe appreciate it more than we ever have. And God, we thank you for your mercy and grace and your kindness to us. We ask you to help us have a service tonight, God, that would uh, be powerful in spirit and touch people's hearts. And, uh, God, we just ask your blessings. You know our need, and we pray, God, that you just minister to that need. We ask you these things in Jesus' name, and amen. I'm going to turn the service over to Brother Taylor in the choir. Page 98.
page Thankful to be here tonight. And, uh, my name's on the new list for tonight. So, um, but if anybody really has a strong impression to open up, you're more than welcome to have it. Uh, we'll ask everybody to stand. And anybody got any unspoken prayer requests for all those? Anybody have any spoken requests? Russell Prater's family wants to 
know, Russell Price song has his funeral day. And, of course, his family's grieving. And, uh, but uh, I'd sure like, there's some of them, especially that's on the heart, I'd sure like to see him come to church. And so let's just pray, whatever their need is, let's just pray for his family. Anybody else had anything? Have anything before we go over in prayer? Uh, I didn't really want to say anything, but my heart's beating out of my chest. Uh, we had Bible study last night, and it was really, really good. And uh, Jordan took care of it, and uh, it was fantastic. And it was uh, even better just to be there with my brothers in Christ. And I really enjoyed getting to be there with them. But I was thinking about how good our church is and how good of friends I got. And I talked to Jordan about this on Sunday, but uh, last Thursday was when my dad um, had his uh, episode where he they found him unconscious. And uh, I called up Jordan about 7 o'clock in the morning, and I thought, man, I don't want to bother him. He might be asleep, but I thought, I, I got I to gotta get God's people on the line. And uh, I called Jordan, and he picked up, and I, I told him uh, uh, what was going on, and I said, I just need you to pray. And yeah. he said, I'll take care of it. And uh, probably by 8.30, I had about 15 text messages from different people and phone calls and everything else because uh, Jordan knew that I needed God's help and I needed the help of God's people in this church, and he reached out to him. And uh, long story short, I'm just, I'm just thankful for good friends and a good church. And uh, outside of the Lord, you won't find any better friends than in this church house. Amen. Good testimony, a lot of truth in that. Brother Eric, please some prayer. Our most kind and gracious and all us, Heavenly Father, as much as can, we bow our hearts before you this evening. God, I thank you because you blessed us and that to come to your house one more time, Father, this side of eternity, Father. We never know when our last days it might be here, Father, but we're glad that you have mercy and that upon us, Father. You know our needs and you supply them, God, for your abundant mercy. And I pray that we might be able to lay aside every weight and the sins that so easily besets us here in the world, that we might run this race with patience, Father, looking to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith and our salvation. Lord, you know what we need this evening. I pray, Father, you might bless each individual that's come this way. May we do whatever you lay on our hearts and mind to do, that we might be able to see the Lord high and lifted up. If there be one here that's lost, we pray that you might speak to their heart, convict them. Father, she might be troubled in such a way that they might come and find this great peace down in their hearts and souls. Bless these 
many requests we've heard. Watch over us and care for us through this service. Whatever's accomplished, we'll thank thee for it. And we ask it in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. been said but we appreciate being here and uh, just uh, appreciate the freedom and the opportunity to be able to come to the Lord's house on a Wednesday night Does anybody have a song or testimony on their heart Scripture. I'm going to read uh, this come up uh, on my phone a few days ago and it's just stuck with me and uh, I just think it uh, fits well for uh, the time we're in but it's uh, John 16 and 33 it's pretty familiar scripture these things I have spoken unto you that ye or that in me ye might have peace in the world you should have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Uh, there's a, uh, seems like maybe more than there has been, but there's always troubles and tribulation in the world. Um, but if you're saved, you have that peace, and we know that uh, the Lord's taking care of all of it, and... Um, we're just here for a short little time. We have to deal with the trouble. And if you're saved, we're going to heaven someday. Um, we just got to deal with this for just a, just a short period of time in the big picture. Um, that's just such a peace and comfort to know. Uh, this world gets you upset and aggravated sometimes. And, uh, but I have that peace to know that for too long I'm going home and I ain't got to worry about none of it no more. I just uh, I appreciate that scripture. Like I said, I get one of them uh, scriptures every day on my phone, and that one just really stuck with me, and uh, I guess I needed to share that. So, Anybody have a testimony or song? girl that uh, Dally testified or requested prayer for uh, you know she's my age uh, I grew up right there with her too and uh, like I said uh, you know you just never know what's going to come your way uh, she's I'm guessing she's about 43 44 years old and going through cancer for the second time and having kids that'd, uh, that'd be a lot on your plate um, but we're uh, we're a few days and full of trouble.
anybody else have anything at all before I turn over to Pastor? Brother Terry. Thank the Lord for being here. I appreciate everything that's been done already. It's been said, songs have been sung, words been said, and opening up. And uh, it's been, uh, folks been talking about how good God's been to us. One of the things been talking about, and he sure has. I thought something today about this. When you get saved, you have an opportunity and a responsibility to live for the Lord. Now, both things are true. But sometimes in my life, when I've kind of been maybe not as close to the Lord as I should, I think that the responsibility weighs heavy on me. But then when I obey the Lord and I get my heart just right and get close to the Lord, then my, my focus shifts and I think, boy, thank God I'm able to do this. You know, I've had times in my life before when it gets church time, so oh, boy, it's church time, <laughs> I need to go back to church. But I haven't felt that way lately. When it's church time, I say, oh, God, thank you. We're having church again. And uh, I thank you, Lord. So uh, uh, the responsibility is real, and it, it helps us. Uh, but uh, uh, the opportunity and the privilege is real, and that helps us too. So I just thought I'd share that, just a thought I had today, and it, it, it helped me. Now, anybody else got a, a testimony uh, or a song? If you do, follow the Lord. Anyone? In a little bit while we're going to uh, look at these preachers, but we're not in a hurry. Uh, everybody, everybody has time to do what the Lord wants done. There's always time to obey the Lord because God's the master of time and he knows what time it is. And, uh, uh, and also, whatever God wants you to do, you can do it. I don't know at the times in my life God's told me to do something. Oh, so God, I, I can't do that. And God said, by yourself you cannot, but by my grace you can. And so I've never, I've never been sorry uh, when I stepped out by faith to obey the Lord. It's always, uh, I've felt good and felt blessed by it. So anybody got anything? All right, nobody has a song or testimony right now. We'll... Uh, look at these preachers and uh, oh got one got a song coming here let's pray there's a ghost there's a ghost inside of me I'm like one of those campfire stories my papa says he brings us welcome. He leads me through the darkness. He leads me through the unknown. He leads me through my troubles and trials. He leads me through the unknown. Thank the Lord and thank you for that song. Appreciate that. Anyone else? All right, nobody else got anything. We're going to look at these preachers. I don't know which one of them needs to come, but uh, 
You're welcome. Whoever's got something, come on. Follow the Lord. Feel the liberty, feel the freedom. Good spirit here tonight and good crowd. Well, I appreciate the way people have been coming out. I know we got a lot of folks that are not coming, don't feel able to come, and boy, we miss them too. And we'll be uh, just thrilled when circumstances change until those other folks are able to get back. But in the meantime, I appreciate everybody is coming, and I appreciate all those that are watching on the live stream. I just, every week I have somebody mention to me, call me, or maybe I've called them, and I said, boy, I've been listening, watching the live stream, and it's, it's not quite like being there, but it's the next best thing, and I thank God that we've got the live stream, so I thank him too. But uh, let's be much in prayer. Whichever one you fellas got it, come on. Let's pray for Jordan. We appreciate it. Appreciate being here this evening. Appreciate things that have been done and uh, just being able to feel the Lord. And uh, I've got a, a little thought. I, I don't know if uh, I'll get to preach it all on it, but if anything, I might be a good warm-up for these other preachers. <laughs> but uh, we, we really do appreciate what the Lord's been giving us lately, and it seems like we've really been able to uh, read some really awesome things and um, study on some good things, and uh, I'm just glad that uh, God's still working with us because uh, Lord knows I, I need it. And uh, so if you want to, turn with me to Matthew chapter 7. Um, pretty familiar scripture here, and um, I, I enjoy the familiar ones because it seems like I know a little more about those. Um, you know, we get into some of the scripture, and I'll be honest, I, I think, what in the world does that mean? And then I hear one of these other fellows talk about it. I think, wow, oh, I'm glad the Lord showed them that. <laughs> but uh, you really pray. I've got, a, a, like I said, a little thought. And uh, I want to be able to preach it just how God wants me to. And um, if somebody's here tonight I, and you're wondering what it is I'm going to preach about, I want you to think about this phrase. What are you doing with your house? And uh, it's not talking about the home you're going home to tonight, I'm talking about spiritually. The home you've got in your heart, what are you doing with it? And um, that's kind of where I, I want to read tonight. But if you will, we're going to start in verse 24 of chapter 7 in Matthew. Um, it talks about the rock and uh, building your house on that rock and the sand. and uh, So it's a, it's a real good scripture, but you really pray. And verse 24 says, Therefore, whosoever heareth these, th these sayings of mine, and, doth, and doth them, doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which buildeth his house upon a rock. And rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And every one that heareth these sayings of mine, and doeth them not, shall be likened unto a foolish man, which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. Think about that last bit. Great was the fall of it. It didn't say it got beat up a little bit. It didn't say the roof came off. It said great was the fall. I believe that house was no more. The water swept it away. 
And uh, that's kind of where my focus is tonight. If, you, if we will, let's just jump up to 21. I want to read through 23 here real quick. But it says, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works? And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. And uh, you say, preacher, what's all this have to do with me? And the best way I know to tell you is through experience. And uh, I was thinking about these scriptures today and thankful that God gave them to me. Uh, I always need a little brushing up. And I was thinking about how how God changed my life. Um, I remember being a foolish lost person, thinking that uh, everything was going to be okay. That everything I had was all right. That there wasn't anything wrong with me. That, you know, me being there and... You know, what I was doing was not impacting anybody else or my well-being. And uh, I remember, I believe it's in Zechariah, it says, And the word of God came down and demolished the house. And these are just in my words, but it says it demolished the house and ripped the foundation along with it. And uh, I'm so glad that sitting back there as an eight-year-old boy, God came down and ripped my house down. I didn't realize it was just a little shack at the time. Built on the beach, on that lazy sand. Yeah. But I'm so glad that the waves came in and ripped it away. Because when I found out there was rock over there, I was able to build on it. Yeah. And you say, what are you talking about? When you get saved, there's a rock, there's a solid foundation yeah. that can't be moved. Right. And that solid rock is Jesus Christ. Yeah. The one that loved us first. The one that knew way before we knew we were coming to that spot that there needed to be a rock there. That there needed to be a foundation there. God's God's only Son, it said from the foundation of the earth, He sacrificed His life. He was thinking way farther in advance, Anthony, than I was. At eight years old, I wasn't thinking but maybe to lunchtime at Grandma's. But I'm glad that God made provisions for me way, way back when. So that when my life came into order, I had somewhere to build my life. I had somewhere to build my house. And I want to, I want to preach a little bit about this. If you're not saved, you need to get your house built in the proper ground. And if you're not saved, you need to start getting to work on that because time is running out. You know, I've been thinking a lot about this week and how many people we hear dying here lately. And I tell you what, it's, it's not just this week. It's been every week all my life. Yeah. Somebody's going home. Somebody's leaving. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's you, me, or somebody else. Somebody's going. Yeah. Do you see what I'm getting at? God showed me this this week. And I thought, Lord, thank you for yeah. getting me solid. Thank you for allowing me to build in good ground. Yeah. Because I think about how many times in my life Lord could have just took me home. And you know what? He'd have the right to. I've got no right to claim any more time down here than He's willing to give me. And none of us have that right. But when we're called home, it's our privilege to go. But i got a a little bit I want to get on tonight. And it's about what are you doing with the house you have. You know, there's a lot of us that have built our house on a good foundation that God gave us. But there's a lot of our houses, they look real good. 
Our houses are filled with nice things. Spiritually and naturally, you know, those two things kind of go together if you think about it. You know, there's a time in my life when the house looked good to me. I thought if the house looked good enough, everybody might believe I'm doing good enough. But I'm glad that there was a time when God said, Son, it's not what's on your house, but what's in it. And I'm so glad that God showed me that because when I started filling my house with Christ and filling my, my house with God, the little things that I thought were important hanging on the walls, they just got thrown out. And His greatness got thrown on the walls. His love got thrown on the walls. What are you filling in your house tonight? Because it's important to us that when people come to visit, I, I love it. When people come and visit my house, I, I love enjoying that fellowship. When people come to my house, right now, naturally, they'll see pictures of me and Ann. They'll see pictures of this. But when I want them to come to my house and speak yeah. with me, and we're talking about Christ, I want them to see what He did for me. I want it to be all over the walls. I want it to be on the outside of the house. I want them to see it from the foundation to the roof. Yeah. And that's, that's our purpose in life, is to show people exactly what God's given us so that they can see the greatness and the glory of God Amen. and that greatness that Jesus Christ died for us with. And you know what? It's, it's wonderful because they can get it too. It's not just one so, solid rock for just so many people. It's one solid rock for all people. Amen. Anyone who will, seek and ye shall find. That's what the Bible says. If you want it, you can get it. That's, that's special to me. You know, we got to studying last night a little bit on those first four verses of Luke. And uh, I love those four verses. It's really become something I've really enjoyed to study. And uh, it's just a letter from Luke uh, to Theophilus and it talks about uh, how Luke was basically telling him, hey, I'm going to write you these two books. I'm sending them to you to encourage you, to help you, to show you the way, to show you what's good, to show you all about Christ. You think about that book of Luke, it's all about Jesus. All of it, from the beginning to the end, it's all Christ. And you read into Acts, it's all about what Christ did with normal people. What Christ did with His folks to help other folks get it. I love hearing about those 3,000 that got saved. I love reading about how Christ healed the blind, but most importantly, I love seeing how His Word transpires into the hearts of those that are lost and how they can see the Word and they can feel the Word and it comes to life for them. Folks, if your Bible is not in the midst of your house, it should be It should be right there on the coffee table. for When they sit down and sit on your couch, it ought to be right there. Now, I'm not talking naturally. You can do whatever you want, but I'm talking spiritually, inwardly. If that Bible isn't the first thing they see, folks, you're doing your people a disservice. You're doing them a disservice because the Word of God is the most important thing. I really enjoyed that scripture you read. I really did. I, I was thinking about that a couple weeks ago. And the Lord brought it to me. I thought, man, that is a powerful scripture. Yeah. That is powerful. When you think back to that, the words that they used in that scripture, that's power. Yeah. And uh, when you feel it and you see it, God will bless you in it. So, I, I, you know what, let's get us a song. I feel like giving an invitation. I'll ask you to stand, but God's working with somebody tonight. Amen. God's asking somebody to upgrade their home. Somebody's asking, you know, preacher, how do I know if it's me? 
I tell you, the Lord will let you know if it's you. You don't have to ask me. You don't have to ask any of us. It's that little stillness in the heart. It's that urgency, that pounding away that says, I know it's me. You know, I used to sit over there and I'd say, nope, Lord ain't calling me. Lord ain't speaking to me. And I could convince myself pretty good that God wasn't dealing with me. But there'd be times when I'd let my mind kind of get a little tired of fighting that fight. And I didn't realize that I was just fooling myself. I was a liar to myself. I wasn't doing myself any good. I was just trying to pretend everything was okay. Don't waste your strength fighting against yourself when you can help yourself. God's given you opportunity. I pray that you'd come. I appreciate what Kelsey said about being able to pray for her dad. You know, that's, that's huge. You want to be a help for your people. You've got to be in a position to help them. You've got to first be in a spot where everything's right in line with God. Because if you want to pray for Him and you're not, He's not going to allow you to pray the way you need to. He's not going to allow you to call out until you get things fixed up. I go back to a story at church camp. And I won't use any names, but there was a young man whose brother was under conviction. And he came up to, I believe it was Karen, and he said, I, uh, you know, you need to go pray with him. He goes, he needs to get saved. And uh, I remember her telling him, she said, it's not my lot, it's for you to do. She goes, you need to go pray with him. He goes, I can't. He's like, I'm not where I'm supposed to be. That was his own brother. Couldn't help his own brother get saved. And you know what? That stuck with him. And it ate away at him. And you know what? That's sad. You don't have to do that tonight. Don't wait until you're in trouble to call on the Lord. Walk with the Lord while you're still in good shape. I tell you what, it's easier to get right with God when things are going good. When things are going bad, it's a lot harder. It's a lot harder to say, God, come help me, because you're frustrated, you're tired, you're wore out, you're angry. The world will get in your head, and the devil is so good at his job. I tell you, that man's the best. And he'll separate you from God in a way that you didn't think was possible. But if you're in a spot where you can call out to God this evening... Do it while you can. Because you don't know what the circumstance holds for you tomorrow. You know, I think about it. There's no way, no way at 15 did I think I was going to be preaching the gospel. But thank God I enjoy my job. I'm thankful for the blessings God gave me. You don't know what God has in store for you. But you need to be where you need to be so that He can make those things come true. So that you can reach out to the folks that me and Terry can't reach out to. I mean, there's a lot of folks that, you know, me and Terry and these other people don't know that you know and that you're going to be dealing with. Don't rely strictly on your pastor to do all your dirty work for you. Go out and clean your own building out. Go out and seek out your own people. That's your job. The Bible says that. We are to follow Christ and do the works that He sends us out to do. So as they sing, I I ask you, please come. Please come. All I am is a beggar tonight, pleading with you to not ruin your life, but enhance it, to grow it, to get that settled between you and God, that frustration, that, that entanglement.
God wants to help you. Don't turn him away. Don't be in a spot where you allow this body and this carnal mind to separate you from him. Because God wants the best for you. That's that's something you're not going to find in the world. I used to think that, you know, everybody would look out for you. Everybody meant the best for you. I used to think, you know, oh, every every boss is going to help you out. Well, buddy, that just ain't true. The world is the world and God is God. And don't get those two things mixed up. If you want to be happy, you got to follow the Lord. If you want to live like a pig in a pigsty, well, buddy, you'll, you'll waller in the mud the rest of your life. God has made a clean foundation for you to build a home, though. You don't have to be out in the wilderness with the beast running around trying to find shelter. God's given you provision to build a shelter. A shelter that He'll help you build. A shelter that He's already got the plans for. You know, that's something to be said. It's not like you got to do something from scratch here. God's got a plan for you. God's got an opportunity for you. And if He's calling unto you, come and get your inheritance. Come and get your plans so you can get to work. Somebody needs to come. Just come on. It's your move, your choice. Up to you. We can't make that choice for you. We can pray for you. We can have a, a burdened heart for you. We can ask God to help you. But when God calls and knocks at the heart, then it's your move. Up to you. Your choice. Obey the Lord. Obey the Lord. Amen. Boy, that's good preaching. I appreciate it, and it blessed my heart. I believe God's calling somebody. I'm going to say just a few words and ask them to sing again. And uh, I'm telling you, uh, even Apostle Paul, great man that he was and wrote most of the books in the New Testament and the Bible, he made a declaration. He said, when I would go to do good, evil's present. In other words, he was recognizing every time I try to do something for the Lord, Satan's there trying to keep me from it or talk me out of it or hinder me or put a stumbling block in my way. That's, that's part of the journey. But the thing about it is, Paul kept on following the Lord and doing God's work. And God blessed him so much and he accomplished so many things. I remember when I was just a young fellow and gotten saved and I was going to church a lot. Some of my friends said, why do you have to go to church so much? Uh, why do you do that? You know, we got other things to do. Uh, man, we'd have a lot of fun if you didn't go to church so much. Uh, but I found out, I tried it both ways. When I would miss church just to be doing, it did not make me happier. Uh, when I missed a lot of church, I got in real bad shape. When I went to church and I'd get my heart in it and I'd, I'd mean it and God would bless me, it helped every area of my life. And just like uh, has been talked about and preached about tonight, when I was doing what God wanted me to do, I could be a light and I helped those around me. So two things again. I want you to think about tonight, and, and Jordan's preaching on both these things. If you're here tonight and you've been saved 
and you're not living for the Lord like you should. Oh, well, preacher, can you really get in that spot? Oh, yeah. After I got saved, I, I got out of fellowship with the Lord, and, and uh, I wasn't out doing any real bad things, but I just had my focus in a different place, and I just didn't want to be uh, tied down with uh, the responsibility of having to do uh, the things for the Lord. But when I repented and I come back and God blessed me and run my cup over, then I, I looked at it, boy, I was glad for the privilege to be back. If you're here tonight and you've been saved, God has been so good to you. Are you living for him? Are you showing him how much you appreciate him? If Jesus lives in your soul, just like Jordan preached tonight, are you letting somebody else see that in you? Do they see God in you? Well, I'm telling you what, everybody that's been saved uh, can show somebody Jesus. Jesus said, ye are the light of the world. And so if you're here tonight and you've been saved, that light's in you. And he said, let your light so shine so that others can see your good works and glorify the Father. So if you're lost tonight, you need to get saved. I, I'm just kind of going back over some things Jordan preached. Uh, just, I, boy, bless me. I'm glad he preached those things. And I believe I believe God's using those things right now. The message it was preached in the Spirit here. I believe God's using those things to speak to somebody's heart. Let me tell you this, and then I ask him to sing. You don't need to be ashamed to come to the altar. Satan told me I'd be ashamed. I was a very shy young man. He said, you'll be embarrassed. You'll be ashamed. They'll think, well, what's he done? I want you to know when I did come to the altar and I followed the Lord, God blessed me and the church just, boy, they just lifted me up. They loved me. I could see so much love and they prayed for me. We love you tonight. God loves you. I'll tell you what, a lot of times people take a chance on a lot of different things. I'm going to ask you to take a chance on God tonight. You'll never lose and you'll never be sorry. Sing when you're ready. Somebody needs to come and pray tonight. And, and I believe with all my heart that God's calling folks. And if you'll come and you really mean it, God will bless your soul tonight and you can feel that joy again. If you're here and you're saved and you haven't been living for God, I want you to go back with me and remember how it felt when you got saved. Well, I like to think of that. Remember how it felt when you got saved? A little ways down the road, I kind of got a little cold and a little distant from God. It didn't feel quite as much joy as it did. But when I repented and I come home, boy, the joy was still there. God was still there. Salvation was still there. And I could, I could enjoy it. It was still there for me. If you're lost and God's calling you, you need to come get saved. If you're saved, you need to turn it over to the Lord and let God make you happy. Whoso, listen, this is a scripture. Whoso trusteth the Lord, happy is he. That's man, woman, boy, or girl. If you trust the Lord, you can be happy. If you don't, you won't. Simple as that. Trust the Lord and be happy. Obey the Lord. Would you come? You don't have to tell me any of your sins. I, I don't even want you to. God already knows about them. So there's nothing to hide. Just come and pray. Do whatever you feel like. Come and pray. When you get done, if you want to go back to your seat, go ahead. You can do that. It's up to you. But obey the Lord. Boy, good to be here tonight. Feel, uh, feel like God's really moved and really called to people's hearts. And uh, 
Boy, I appreciate that. And uh, I like to see people move for the Lord. That's, boy, that's just, that's just top notch. But even if people don't move, I've learned to be thrilled when I can feel God calling people. Because when God's calling people, I know the church has got a burden. I know they're praying, and I know God's responding to that, and God's moving, and God's giving people an opportunity. And so, I, you know, I, I'm really thrilled when people move, but I'm also appreciative when God's calling whether people move or don't. Good to be here. <clears throat> Anything on anybody's heart before we come to close? Now, I suspect this, and that's just my thoughts. You have to measure this in your own mind and heart. I suspect that there are some folks here tonight that God's called to real powerfully, and for some reason you know, you've chosen not to move, not to come, not tonight, not right here. When you leave, you're probably going to be like I've been at times in my life. I've been in church, and God called me powerfully. I said, no, not, not going to go, and I didn't. And I left. And Satan had told me, just wait a few minutes. You get out of here, you'll feel relieved. You'll get this off your mind. It'll quit bothering you. Everything will be great. Satan lied to me. Because when God called me and I didn't obey him and I left the church house, there was a misery in me. I felt sad and I felt blue and I felt... And sometimes I think, why didn't I go? I could have I got rid of this terrible feeling. Why didn't I just go to the altar and pray? What's wrong with me? I've thought that before. So pray. If you, if you go away tonight and God's still dealing with you, try to talk to him then. Uh, if he's still dealing with you and you try to talk to him, who knows what might happen. And uh, you might get things fixed up. Maybe you come back and share that with us some other time if you feel like it. But please, please seek the Lord and obey. Okay, anything else on anybody's heart? We've had a fine service, uh, got a good crowd. And again, we thank God for our visitors. Let's really pray. Uh, pray for service uh, Sunday, Sunday night. And then uh, remember, Brother Brent announced it uh, the other night, uh, uh, the 30th of this month, 5th Saturday at 5 o'clock, is going to be association meeting up at Continental. And so really, really pray for that. Good. I think uh, most of the people have are doing pretty well. But okay. They've gone a long time and really haven't had much of right. a right. last week or two. I think they've got eight or nine. Okay. So let's really remember that. Remember that. Uh, Appreciate those words. Last week's uh, message that Trey preached, and then tonight's message, uh, just so encouraging. Amen. Uh, you know, yes, sir. Up, uh, yeah. And uh, I thought so much about Kendrick last week. Right. Me too. Man. As good as the messages were, seeing Kendrick come forward yeah. probably spoke to me more than the messages did. Closer 
Yeah. Then you need to move up. Right. Bless him, Lord. Really, this is the most important time. You say, well, why is that? Because the past is gone. Amen. Uh, what we did in the past is good, but right. can't live off the past. Amen. And tomorrow may never be here. Uh, so right now is the most important time. I'd like to move up. I'd Amen. Like to get back to that spot where I was as close as I've ever been. Amen. 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 Thank the Lord. That's appreciate all, all those words and those uh, uh, prayer requests that you shared. And uh, going back, some of you might not have heard. And I want to mention this again. He said up at Athens, quite a few of the folks up there's got COVID, and uh, really, really pray for them. We love those folks. Anything else? Just a little bit will be dismissed. I, I don't think I'm going to send. A, deacons back to dismiss from the back. I thought we've been doing that quite a bit. I think we can probably with the crowd we've got tonight, it's a pretty good crowd, but I think we can ease our way out and try to social distance and kind of go out from the back first and think we can make that all right. But uh, glad to have you tonight. Uh, appreciate you coming, uh, especially if you're visiting. Let me say to you, please come back uh, just as soon as you can. Uh, we love having you. And uh, I've often said this, this kind of relate to what Jordan said. Uh, I've always enjoyed having somebody come and visit me at my home where I live, but it's even more important and more special when somebody comes and visits you at church when you're having worship because uh, what's going on here is mighty important. And so, anything else? All right, we'll go to Lord Seth. Would you pray dismissal? Amen.